What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Edge Work on the Hammer Betting Network. We got a great show for you today, Tuesday show. We got Alex, Todd, Matt, and I'm filling in for Zach. My name's Jason. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Before we get started with the show, though, I want to remind everyone on Twitter, come head over to YouTube, guys. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. Please hit that like button. It really helps us grow. And on YouTube, again, you can chat with us and we can uh, interact and you can tell us how much you love or hate our bets. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's kick off today's show. We're going to take it down a little different road today. We're going to start with some uh, futures instead of recapping last night's bets. Um, so Todd, I know you wanted to specifically talk about a certain player award and you want to talk about the Norris and you were looking at a player who isn't really the odds on favorite right now. So if you want to elaborate more on that, uh, who you like for the Norris this year? Yeah, I recently played uh, Adam Fox plus 650 for the Norris. Um, he's fourth in scoring among defensemen, averaging over a point per game. He's playing 25 minutes a night. Um, there's no like runaway leader this year. Like Cam McCarr is not like going nuclear to the extent that maybe expected because of all Colorado's injuries. Um, I don't think Eric Carlson or Josh Morrissey are good enough defensively to win the award. So Fox is kind of the guy who's putting up a lot of points, but um, he's also one of the defensive leaders in even strength defense war. So basically, I just think. Of the guys putting up a lot of points, he's got the best two-way game. So I, I think there's value on him at plus 650. I, I honestly like that a lot. The only thing that worries me, though, is that most of these awards are dependent on the voters, right? So are you worried at all if, if that maybe the voters won't value like the X war defensively uh, as much as you do? Or is that something you're just going to have to roll with? Uh, I'm just rolling with it. I just don't think like if, he, if he's at or near the top of the league for defensive scoring... And playing big minutes and the Rangers kind of stabilize. I, I I'll take my chances at those odds. Fair, who Fair votes, enough. Who votes on the Norris? Who, who's who's in charge of the Norris? The people, uh, media, I think. Play, PHW, <laughs> the PA? public, the same, play, the same people, the who, copywriters, uh, the same people who who did not have McDavid in uh, as a as a heart vote uh, last year. <laughs> one person. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Just checking on that. Okay. <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, you, uh, Alex, I know you also wanted to touch on some futures. Are you leaning towards uh, player awards? Are you looking at more team futures and uh, outrights? Uh, I'm looking at a team future. Same one I gave out a few weeks ago on the show that Zach did not track. Um, that's why he's not here today. I think we gave him a bit of a timeout. I was looking at the bet stamp, and I realized that that was not on there. So, Jason, if you if you would be so kind as to track this one for Absolutely. us this time at a worse price now. So, thanks, Zach, <laughs> for that. Um, we, uh, I, had, I like the Canes to win the Metro. Um, I think they were nine points back of the Devils like 10 days ago. And, you know, the Devils have obviously been uh, slumping a little bit. Um, obviously, this is still a very good team. Like, they're still going to have no problem making the playoffs, whatever. But, you know, one point from their last five. Canes have won five in a row. Suddenly, they're tied atop the Metro. Um, you know, I think the Canes are just sort of hitting their stride right now. Uh, they've won nine of their last 10, despite some of their injuries um, over that span. You know, they're runaway leaders in the NHL and expected goal share uh, at 62.5%. Next best are the Caps at like 57 and a half. So they, they're playing really good hockey right now. Um, they haven't had Aho in any of their last five games. Still 5-0. and oh. Tara Vina missed a few weeks earlier. Uh, Pacioretty obviously hasn't played yet this year. He'll be back at one point, probably in like February, something like that. That'll be a nice boost for the offense. Um, Anderson's been out for over a month. Maybe not the worst thing in the world because uh, Kachitov has been fantastic. Uh, so I think, you know, letting him sort of grab the crease right now uh, and run with it is maybe a good thing for this team. I, they just they just know how to play regular season hockey, right? Like we've seen it over the last few years. They've they've dominated in the regular season consistently. It's the playoffs where things sort of let them down. But I think that you know 
now that they're in this position where they're sort of tied atop the Metro, um, I think that, you know, they're in a really good spot. And you can get them at plus 160 right now, uh, I think, at Bet365 and Caesars, which is a little bit of an off-market price. But I think, you know, that's that's something that you should be hitting pretty hard. Um, yeah, they just know how to navigate the grind of a long season. And I think they're in a good position to sort of take a stranglehold over this division. Not a knock on the Devils either, Todd. Like I said, you know, I think obviously that's a very good hockey team. No problem making the playoffs. Um but they've also been a bit lucky in the health department. You know, guys like Heischer, Heischer's missed one game. Hughes, Hamilton, and Brad have not missed any. These are guys that have missed time in the past. You know, maybe they experience a little bit of regression there. Um, guys miss some time here and there. And, uh, yeah, I think that this is just a really good price to grab the Canes at. Yeah, I love that. And, honestly, good little preview for tonight's game because we have those two guys uh, facing off. So it's going to be a big one and, honestly, could potentially swing the odds after tonight. So if you like the Canes plus 160, go grab them. And speaking of the Canes, Martin Nakas has been what, – what a treat he's been this year. He's been great for them. So that's always uh, good to see. And uh, finally, Matt, uh, you got a future for us? Where, where are you looking here? Uh, Jason, I have two of them. Right. Oh, but, boy. But uh, we got to get out of here. Uh, Alex has a deadline. Uh, so I'm gonna, we're going to do a little tease. Next week, we're going to give out a 28-to-1 long shot. Uh, so tune in next Tuesday. Uh, I'm going with. I'm going to go with in the, in, into the division markets. Uh, the Minnesota Wild plus five fifty to win the Central Division. Now Colorado is taking all of the win probability in the market, even though honestly, obviously, first of all, Landis Gog, McKinnon out right now. You know, you're hoping they're coming back in the next couple of weeks, but that's not necessarily, you know, set in stone. You look at it at the old standings here. And the Dallas Stars are in the lead, and they're about six points clear of the Wild. They're three points ahead of the Winnipeg Jets, and I'm not, you know, I don't think we think the Jets are all that great. And so the Wild are sitting there six points back with two games in hand. Their next two games are against the Ducks and the Sharks. That's kind of a nice lead into the Christmas break. And then you've got the Avalanche sitting there getting all this credit, just the assumption that they're going to be good when those guys come back. And, you know, listen, they're pulling off victories now. There's the one nothing, you know, shootout or overtime win last night where you're sitting there going like, I don't understand how they keep winning these games at these prices. The market has not adjusted on a game-to-game -game basis the way that I think they should, but it doesn't seem to matter because they're winning a fair amount of these games being minus 160 favorites without those two guys. And so the market's not adjusting to them on a game-to-game -game basis, and the market certainly isn't adjusting to them on a sort of macro basis here. And so even when those guys were playing and over the course of this entire season, honestly, the Avalanche have played at a pretty average level at even strength, right? From an expected goals, uh, high danger chances, five on five, et cetera, et cetera. And meanwhile, the Wild right now, I think are playing uh, under those same metrics, kind of the best in this division. And it's not like they have some 12 point disadvantage that they have to make up, which by the way, even if they did at this point in the season, it wouldn't be that drastic, right? We, you just talked about the uh, Carolina Hurricanes absolutely just, you know, running it the last couple of weeks. And so I think the latter half of this season or the latter, you know, five-eighths of this season, I think the Wild are going to sort of reap more rewards from the hockey that they're playing. And then, by the way, they're plus 550, right? And so this is a team that could be, for the rest of the season, just as good as the Colorado Av Avalanche. They could be better than the Dallas Stars, and certainly I think they're better than the Winnipeg Jets. And you're getting plus 550 when all of these other all of these other teams are essentially in like the plus 180 to plus 200 type of a range here. I think the Minnesota Wild are being slept on here with a ton of time left. Plus 550, I think, is a really good bet, and they're going to be in the mix come uh, the first week of April.
Yeah, I think as we as hockey fans and hockey, uh, just everyone in hockey likes to overreact to the first couple of games. We talked about it early on in the year. And I think people's uh, interpretation of the Minnesota Wild this year are based so much on those first couple of games. They really look like a completely different team over the past couple of games. So like you said, they have all the good underlying metrics that you want to be looking for in teams that are uh, that are that end up winning that end up yeah. winning games. So. Uh, and they've won five straight. So like now is the time, like I can exactly. save this one for next week and get you <laughs> with the 28 to one, but you know, we got to get on this now because this might be a seven game win streak going into the Christmas break, at which point, you know, odds makers, betters, et cetera, are going to kind of clue in that the wilder are a really good team. And we're going to see this plus five fifty price go away. Exactly. All right. Well, love, love the teaser too. Love the teaser. Yeah. <laughs> don't right. don't forget next week Tuesday here we'll on the totally edge. are going to forget about this. Once, <laughs> once I get some turkey and some stuffing in me, like, listen, it's all going out the window. Don't forget, guys, hit that subscribe button if you want to see that futures pick next week. You'll be notified every time we go live. And if you're on Twitter, come over to uh, YouTube hit, and hit that like, hit that subscribe button. Just helps us out. Goes a long way in the YouTube algorithm. And uh, before we get into uh, the games tonight, I want to remind everyone you can follow us on BetStamp to see all of our picks. Just go to that little tab. It has like two people beside each other. It's called Find Betters and search Edge underscore work. And then follow us on BetStamp and uh, you'll see all our picks and you'll get notified when we track them live. So uh, yeah, go follow us. Um, all right. Getting into today's game, uh, starting off with the uh, our, our friend over here, Todd's uh, New Jersey Devils, going up against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, New Jersey's kind of fallen off over the past couple of games in the goalie department wise you know they've brought wrote a hot shooting their save percentage uh early on in the year have been letting in a few more goals lately uh todd are you worried about them or what do you what do you think about this matchup between them and the carolina hurricanes uh i don't know if they'll win tonight i don't have a play in the game but in general i'm not too worried uh their underlying numbers the last five games like all losses are still really good i believe they're fourth highest Corsi and sixth or seventh in expected goals and the numbers are still really good They've just shot 5% while the goaltending has sucked, as you mentioned. Um, but as long as they continue to outchance their opponent more often than not, they still have way too much talent, especially up front, um, to you know lose a lot of games moving forward. So I, I don't have a play on this game tonight, but I'm not worried about the Devils long term. All right. Yeah, I was just, just to sort of add on to that, you know, obviously my numbers actually make that, you know, a perfectly uh, you know, fair price on both sides, or I should say, you know, uh, accurate price on both sides. So I don't really have a bet on it, but I would sort of lean to the Hurricanes here because the pricing is based off of the season long numbers for the Devils, which, as we've talked about every week, are awesome and not sustainable, but at the same time not a fluke either right like you rather be so good that it's not sustainable than sort of everybody wondering how you're winning all of these games and this is honestly just variance kind of catching up to the devils right when you play to a level where you should be winning say 75 percent of your games and you win a hundred percent of your games eventually things are kind of going to come back the other way and you might lose five games in a row despite still playing pretty well Right. So not I don't think there's anything to worry necessarily about the Devils. But like Alex said earlier, I think the Carolina Hurricanes are uh, a force to be reckoned with. We're going to be ready to get hurt again uh, by mm -hmm. the Hurricanes come playoff time. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe the Canes tonight, but there certainly isn't any sort of value either way. The other thing you have to look for for tonight is is if Sebastian Ajo is going to play because it sounds like he will um, based on Brendan Ward's comments last week. But he obviously hasn't played in the last five games. Uh, he said after the weekend they're going to sort of reevaluate things. He needed more practice time. That's why he didn't play against Pittsburgh. So if he's in there and you do want to bet the Canes, um, I'd wait for confirmation. And then I'd try and act very quickly if we do get that confirmation because I'm sure we'll see this line move pretty fast as well. Yeah, so everyone pay attention to Twitter. 
keep those uh, tweet notifications on. And uh, if you see Aho in or out, react accordingly. Um, all right. On to the next game. We have uh, Tampa Bay going against Toronto. The rematch from the first round of the playoffs last year, which was a fun, fun series. Uh, last time they played, Leafs lost in OT. Two hot teams. Like, they've been among the hottest in the league. Uh, Matt, what are your uh, what are your takes on this game? You have any plays here? No, I think the number's pretty fair. Um, obviously, both teams, yet, like you said, coming in pretty hot. I honestly, I don't. I, <laughs> my best bet of the uh, of the night is uh, is not uh, any of these sort of high profile games. So I'll leave it to the other guys to sort of uh, be able to weigh in on this. Alex. Yeah, I, I don't have a bet necessarily on this game either. I would lean towards the Leafs, though, if I uh, if I was going to. But this is going to be a fun game. Like these both these teams are playing outstanding hockey right now. Um, so yeah, I mean, every time they play, obviously there's you know a little bit of uh, bad blood from the playoffs too. I think this will be a fun game. I think we're getting a little bit maybe a value on the Leafs, but I mean, you know, Tampa's been Tampa's been fantastic too. So I, I, it's not one that I'm going to be rushing to bet, but it is one that I will definitely have eyes on when uh when that game starts i i'd probably need uh the closer the closer i am to betting this is probably tampa but i would need like tampa plus 130 to 135 yeah i don't think it. we're getting i don't think we're getting and it's there. yeah it's like we're not getting that so it's yeah kind of worth mentioning but you never know it's the leafs they might get better. yeah you never know you never know yeah and best on's on the on the market right now minus 133 for the Leafs, plus 123 for the lightning todd are you looking anyway or are you just kind of staying off this game uh, I have a player prop. There we go. Here we right. got some. Yes. I knew we'd have some sort of bet on this game. Yeah, I played Mitch Marner over two and a half shots, minus one twenty eight. Um, he has thirty six shots, sixty seven attempts over the last ten games. Uh, he's hit in eight in the last ten games. He's hit in eight of the last twelve against Tampa Bay. Uh, and I just see a lot of value at that price. Like Matthews's shot prop is generally four and a half. He has seventy three attempts over the last ten. Marner has sixty seven, and and you're getting two and a half. So. Like you don't need anywhere near the same volume on net and you're getting um, the same kind of volume in terms of attempts. So I really like Marner at this price. 67 is a uh, pretty key number for the Leafs as well. If we, uh, <laughs> yeah. if we remember that. <laughs> oh, the old curse breaking number. All right. I love, I love that bet, especially since, uh, when, since Marner has been split up uh, from Matthews, I feel like he's felt the need to like feed the puck to his play to his uh, teammates less. And he's been shooting more for himself. So, I love that that take here. All right, moving on to the last uh, game we have that we're going to break down before we get into our best bets. Amazing. I see your I see your comment here. What are the best money lines tonight? We're going to get to that in a second. We're just going to go through this game first. Uh, it's going to be the New York Rangers against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, the Rangers are looking good, right? They're back, and but the Pittsburgh Penguins are incredibly hot. They looked horrible to start the year, and Sidney Crosby said, "Screw this. Put the team on his back," and has just been carrying them ever since. Uh, minus one thirty three for Pittsburgh, plus one twenty three. For the Rangers, uh, Alex, you have any plays on this game, or is it just another fun game that you're going to be watching, not betting on? No. Problem. Yeah, in terms of like price, I'm not really like lo- rushing to bet anything here, but like my mind tells me that I want to be on Pittsburgh because I think Pittsburgh is playing very. Oh, I mean, not I think they are playing very, very well right now. Um, Sullivan, like I, I'm just I'm so high on him as a coach. Uh, I think you know what that's why you know when they had that early season sort of slump um i had confidence in them getting out of it because of you know like the character on that team and with him behind the bench uh yeah the rangers are a team that i'm also just somewhat low on but they've been playing a little bit better now too obviously they've won like i think something like eight in a row so 
you know, not something I'm, I'm crazy rushing to bet right now, but I think the Rangers underlying numbers haven't really reflected their, you know, their big winning streak. So maybe they're due for a little bit of regression, whereas Pittsburgh, that hasn't been the case. Their numbers are right in line with how many games they've been winning. So it would be Pittsburgh or nothing for me. Alex, are you having any PTSD to the playoffs last year? Is that what's keeping you off of this game fundamentally? Rangers and PTSD just go hand in hand with me. I, I don't even <laughs> want to say anything bad about the Rangers because I, I can't open Twitter for two weeks after if that's the case. All right. Right. All right. Uh, Todd, do you have any play tonight? Any any shot props here? Or yeah. Yeah. I played Kreider over two and a half at minus 118. Um, he's away from Zabinijad, which I like because Zabinijad doesn't really accomplish anything at five versus five. I'm sure I'll get plenty of tweets about this. Uh, <laughs> And Carter has a really strong success rate against Pittsburgh. Uh, over the last couple of years, he's averaged 3.6 shots per game against Pittsburgh, has hit in something like 8 of the last 11. Um, and generally, he's been better on the road than at home. So I like Carter tonight. Awesome. I love that. I love that. Matt, any play for tonight? Or are you staying off this one? Uh, nothing for me. Uh, price looks okay um, on either side as far as not uh, having any value whatsoever. All right. Fair enough. All right. Well, uh, those those are the three games we were going to recap, and uh, now we're going to head over to our best bets. Uh, I know you guys have some good good bets you like to play, and then after we do our best bets, we have a little special Toddy props here. He's gonna Todd's gonna give out some of his favorite favorite props of the night. So stick around for that after you see our best bet. So all right, uh, who wants to start? Let's go with Alex first. What's your best bet of the night, Alex? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this from Matt or uh, Matt. We're gonna what? just consensus it. Uh, I'll let I'll let Matt go first, and I'll just yeah, piggyback I'll, let, on. I'll, I'll piggyback onto him. I'll piggyback yeah, you, on you, you do all the on on ice analysis for this. <laughs> this is one where we're not even gonna watch the game that worked out for us a couple of weeks ago with the plus two fifty on the Anaheim Ducks. Though the Anaheim Ducks are an interesting bet, another sort of plus two fifty adjacent type of bet that we wouldn't necessarily want to watch. The best bet of the night is the San Jose Sharks. Plus 160, I think, available right now. Maybe something a little bit better than yeah, that. Plus 160. 160 is the best we can yeah. do. Okay. Uh, absolutely fine by me. I make this uh, 134 on either side, right? So minus 134 flames, plus 134 sharks. So we're getting uh, what, like around four, four and a half percent of value here. That's good enough for me to back a home underdog, certainly. I think this price is. And I think we're still kind of thinking the Flames are going to come around here at some point. And honestly, you know, we talked about divisional prices, Flames at plus 80, uh, 850. Maybe they have a good run to the end of the season. That just hasn't shown up yet for me. Um, they are honestly at an even strength level right now, playing about as good as the San Jose Sharks. And so when you're talking about that, you give me the home team, you give me plus 150 or better. I'm certainly going to take that. Alex, take it away. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the same thing with me. And if we're going to double down here on the Sharks, um, maybe I'll go with the plus one and a half. You know, uh, I think you can get like minus 150, <laughs> minus 155, something like that. You know? So you can get the green check mark and I'll get the red X. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, this, I, I am on the Sharks as well uh, on the money line with you. But uh, yeah, I mean, just take it back off what Matt said. Like Sharks have won just three of their last 12. Uh, so all signs point to them being in a spiral. They are very much not in a spiral. The underlying numbers are actually pretty impressive. Um, what's let them down is goaltending. They've, you know, they've allowed like, uh, I think they've allowed five goals or more in like six of those 12 games. Kakinen's been absolutely brutal. Um, he started this last game, uh, against the flames in San Jose on Sunday as well. And now we're getting basically the same price on, on, uh, the sharks, despite the fact that Reimer is going to be back for this one. He was on IR for a little while. He came back last week, uh, started two games, only allowed two goals in each of those games. He's been playing way better than, uh, and Kakin, and it's not even you know in the same ballpark. So now we're getting basically the same price. 
significant goaltending upgrade um, on a Sharks team that have posted a 53% expected goal share over these 12 games, despite losing, you know, nine of them. And the Flames are just at 50% over that same stretch. So, yeah, I think we're just getting a uh, team that's playing good hockey, but the results haven't quite been there. But we can attribute that to the bad goaltending and uh, take this good price and run with it. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to triple yes. down. I'm going to triple down here. Let's go. Let's go. Um, further to the last point, the Flames have been playing kind of like mediocre as hell. Um, the other day, the game was pretty close. High danger chances were 10-10 at 5 or 5. Just cacking and sucks. So, um, Hackenden second last in the entire NHL and goals saved above expected. He's minus 14.2. Weimer's a plus, so that's a huge upgrade. And as they mentioned, uh, the Sharks, there's reason to believe they can play the Flames pretty evenly, maybe even get the better of the chances. So, I'll take them at this price with uh, Weimer in net. So, congratulations, so- Calgary Flames, on your victory. <laughs> Five, yeah. seven goals. Yeah, 5 nothing after 20 minutes. 8-7 yeah. in a shootout. I love it. So, we're, we're tripling down, pushing all our chips in the middle, hit, hitting the San Jose Sharks this week. I love it. I love it. And uh, before we get going, uh, we have our props. So, Todd, you want to take away, take away the Toddy's props? <laughs> yeah. So, I've given out Marner and Carter already. I have two yeah. more. Uh, Kevin Fiala over two and a half minus 145. Normally, I don't play those kind of prices, but I love, love, love Fiala tonight. Um, he's hitting 10 straight home games. Uh, he's the Kings' number one shooter. Uh, the Ducks are the worst shot suppression team in the entire NHL. Uh, dating back even a few years, Fiala's hitting 10 of the last 12 against Anaheim. Um, but the, the brunt of it here is that Fiala's the go to shooter for the Kings and the Ducks are the worst shot suppression team in the league. So I'm happy to back Fiala here at minus 145. Um, if you want to juice it up a little bit, you can add the Kings over minus one and a half, over two and a half, Fiala with a over half a point, something like that, just to get plus money. Um, all in on Fiala. And then I also like Kevin Hayes over two and a half, minus 120. Uh, he's been shooting a ton for the Flyers of late. Uh, he's hitting seven of the last eight games and one of the games he didn't hit he was benched in um so like he didn't play as much he's shooting a ton uh the jackets are the only team worse than the ducks over the last 10 games or yeah the only team worse than the ducks over the last 10 games at preventing shots is the jackets they're in a road back to back they're missing four blue liners like half their forward core they suck so (laughs) i like kevin hayes i like kevin hayes for over two and a half shots I love that and a good little bounce back after getting scratched the other night. So um, I think that's it for us uh, today on uh, Edgework. Guys, one last reminder. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a like. Please subscribe. It really helps us out. It goes a long way. And if uh, if you want to leave a comment too, also helps. Um, So anyways, for Alex, for Todd, for Matt, I'm Jason Cooper. You can catch us here tomorrow, same time, uh, new crew. So uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys, and uh, have a good rest of your day.